Welcome to the 100th episode of Full Circus, okay? And again, I know the title is full, but trust me, there are always some seats available for those that are willing to experience the wild, ridiculous journey that is this show. My name is Tristan Sartoris. I am beyond happy to have you guys here with me today. Before I do anything, I have to, I have to remove all this. This was a good idea in theory. I thought it'd be silly with the hat, the glasses, and these things. It's it's not. It's not. Okay. Sometimes things are good in practice, but when you show up on game day, you're just throwing interceptions. You're flopping. So let me just remove this. Oh, much better. Anyways, again, guys, welcome back. I am beyond thrilled, beyond excited, beyond my comprehension of what it means to be overjoyed. I'm just experiencing love and happiness, and I'm happy to experience this with you guys together, man. It's good. It's exciting. Who would have thought we'd be here? Nobody. I used to say, I'll do 100 episodes, Mom. And she said, no, you won't. And I was like, I will. And she's like, never. That didn't happen. But if it did, how could you imagine how good I'd be feeling if people actually told me I couldn't do it and then I did it? No one said I couldn't do it, but... Sometimes I felt like I couldn't, and look at me now. Look at me now, fake mom! I accomplished something. And yeah, it's exciting, it feels good, dude. And look, look at the set. I mean, come on. I could go on for hours about every little detail of the podcast because it took me hours to set up. So I can't go over everything, but, you know, let your wandering eyes experience every lovely bit of detail that I put into it. It just takes time, dude. It takes time, especially when you're running a one-man show, okay? I do it all myself because, as we know, I wear a lot of hats on the podcast. And now I can appreciate what it means to be a party planning person, okay? A PPP. There's intensity, craftsmanship, art, design, theme, budget. You want to talk about budget, man? Do you have any idea how expensive balloons are? I'm just trapping air. Why is that so costly? I have no idea, and I keep spending more money on this show for inflatables and design. I'm going broke <laughs> for this for this fun, but you know what? It's worth it at the end of the day. This back here, I wanted to get the 100, naturally, because it's the episode. I went to the freaking party city. I'm trying to get just three letters. I'm thinking it can't be that much. I walk in there. Hey, excuse me. How much can I get? Just 100. Inflatable. I don't even need helium. I'll blow it up myself. I don't care. $50 for three letters. And everything in the store was marked up. Every little 100 decal, an item that you see here, was marked up because not a lot of people are hitting it. So they keep, oh, we can only make so many of them. So we got to mark it up. Price increases. So God forbid you eventually reach age 100 and you catch your family brain that you don't make. Because they don't want to have to spend that money. It's expensive to live this old because we got to get more characters. <laughs> so it's not fair. So naturally, I spared some expenses and I went and got them somewhere else. This is a seven, if you haven't noticed that yet. If you didn't, I'm sorry to break that illusion. It is a seven. And inevitably, when we do hit episode 700, we can just recycle this episode back. So let me just cover my bases real quick. Again, nobody thought we'd make it to episode 700. Fake mom, I told you, I told you, look at us now. So there we go, we can reuse that 
when the time comes. But yes, guys, I'm feeling happy. I'm thrilled. I'm excited, man. There's so many, so many good things. This is a, it's a fun show. I love it. I enjoy it. It's a beauty. And I won't lie. Sometimes it's, it's difficult to do all the pieces. It's not hard to do the show. This, what I'm doing right here. But when you're producing and editing and putting the things together, because I'm doing all this different stuff, because again, I wear a lot of hats. So by the time that I'm done with the performance, there's a whole freaking checklist of things that I got to do. I'm like, this isn't this isn't my professional skill set. All right. I'm goofy and bouncy. And now I got to do all this, all these different things. But you know what? Even with those difficulties and those occasional hiccups, I love doing it. I love the show. And some people, they applaud me and they say, Tristan, way to go. You did 100. You never missed a week. And I'm proud of that. I come on here and I flaunt it too. They'll say it like it's some sort of super hard, dedicated thing. Way to get them. And it's not at the end of the day. It's really simple for me to sit here and just chat and talk, right? Because I love you and you love me. And I know that because you keep coming back. And that's something we have in common. All right. That's a common ground we have is that you love me and I love me as well. Okay, so we, we can embrace that and kind of bond and have that friendship over that together. So it's easy to kind of just enjoy your time and talk to your friend. If your best friend comes to town, you don't go, oh, my gosh, the person I enjoy spending time with more than anyone in the world. I have to spend 20, 30 minutes with him once a week. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm thrilled. I'm excited to do it. And even if nobody watched, if nobody cared, I'm still watching the show. Okay. Because I also love me. So again, I have that common ground with myself. So I'm a viewer of the thing. I wouldn't put it out if I didn't like it. I don't upload something if I don't enjoy it myself. So yes, of course, I watch my own podcast. So not only am I doing all the production things, but I'm also a viewer, man. I'm wearing so many freaking hats. <laughs> but genuinely, I just want to take a moment and be serious. Okay. And this is my serious face. I appreciate you guys so freaking much the fact that you would tune in and listen to me ramble about something so ridiculously profound or stupid or crazy or interesting it doesn't matter not every episode can be a 100 percent banger sometimes it's only 99.5 and you still listen and you talk to me and you say way to go i'm proud of you it's dedicated blah 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 i i genuinely i love you and these are valentine's day balloons because for whatever reason the stores are like that's january 18th let's put out valentine's day and saint patrick stuff i don't know why i don't know how long the helium's gonna last in these things but it's just pumped up the whole ceiling's covered with them so this is all i could get and hopefully we can reuse those in a couple weeks but at the end of the day it's true because i love you guys i think you're jawsome and i love you more than tacos and it's exciting and I'm, I'm very, very thankful. It's not a Thanksgiving episode, but again, I stay grateful 24 seven, 366 days a year because the way I'm moving, I get them extra minutes. So yes, I'm thrilled, I'm excited and I'm very, very thankful. Now, let's get into the show. But before we do, <laughs> I want to do something that I don't do too often. Maybe I'll do it every 100 episodes. I don't introduce myself right out the gates. I mean, I do it say, hey, Tristan Sartorius, welcome to Full Circus. And I do the whole thing, but people that listen to the show, you know me, we have an established rapport, a little thing. It's like high school. You walk into the cafeteria. I'm with all you people. We're having fun. Very clicky, you know? So I want to be the person that goes over to the other table. Hey, new friend, what's going on? Let me introduce myself. So I want to do that real quick. Again, my name is Tristan Sartorius. If you're new here, I don't know how you've made it thus far without be like, what the, fr what's going on? 
There's so many cameras. What's he with the balloons? He blew all that up himself. What's his lung capacity? It's going down. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to introduce myself. And, you know, introducing yourself was always tricky for me because you go to places and they're like, hey, give me the three most interesting things about you. And when people would do that, I would start to panic. And I'd be like, uh, what? I don't know. Like, the int most interesting things about me, I don't have that off the top of my head. I don't have a resume sheet. Yeah, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I was always ill-prepared for these things. And we'd go around the room and people were ready. Everywhere I've ever been, people were ready for things. <laughs> there was an acting class I was in once, and we were introducing ourselves, and the person right before me, they come out with the three bangers. You ever have that where someone's like, I've got amazing things to throw out here. She goes, one, I was a participant in a New York fashion show. Two, I volunteer at the homeless shelter on my weekends. Everyone never missed a date. And three, my agent just called me and said, I've got the role on Broadway. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And I was like, how do I follow this? Not only do I not have interesting things to just throw out there, but I have to go out of an actual superstar. And my default, when I get into a panic situation, I default to the three favorites. Okay, you know when you're a kid and someone says, hey, tell me something about you. You don't have anything about you. You know three fundamental things. I know my favorite food, my favorite color, and my favorite number. So she gives the class all this freaking stuff and they're like, okay, now Tristan, tell us three things about you. I like pizza blue in number 12. Okay, chat. <laughs> and they're just stunned. I remember people looking at me like, dang, he's... 20 years old, that's all he's got going for him. Okay, well, all right, Chad. Uh, oh, yeah, so I just got out of a tour in the Navy, feeling pretty good about that, and I'm looking forward to a new missionary trip. I'm going to be going over to Africa, helping out, see what we can do there, and just kind of spreading love and the word of God, so. And I'm still sitting over here like, Blue! <laughs> I never have anything. But for this right here, I actually thought of three things that I want to tell you about me that you can really get a feel, right? These are three fundamental things, fundamental truths about Tristan Sartoris, and you can kind of understand who I am a little bit as a person. Number one, I love cartoons, okay? And I don't mean just like a regular love where you'll occasionally watch an episode of SpongeBob with your little cousin. No, I'm I'm wearing the Tom and Jerry shirt. I, I enjoy them. Slapstick, Looney Tunes, Ed, Ed, Nettie. I don't care what it is. I, I feed on it. I enjoy it a ton. When people are like, oh, did you see the new episode of Ozark? The new Netflix show, the award-winning, the Oscars nomination. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, I must have missed that one. And like, well, what were you watching? What did you see? I'm like, Looney Tunes? But I'll tell you what, did you know that Bugs Bunny freaking got Daffy Duck with the duck season thing again, dude? Wabbit season. Duck season. Fire! How does he keep doing it? And I enjoy it so much. I love it. It's amazing. And I couldn't ask for anything more. It encapsulates my personality to a large degree. Very animated. So that kind of gives you a little brushstroke on what it's like to know Tristan Sartoris. Number two. This is one I'm very proud of. I was captain of every single sports team in my school, okay? From every grade up through high school. Don't ask me how. My parents were very athletic. I've got incredible genes. And also my school's programs just worked out that 
this thing was here for this date, this date, this date, different seasons, changes, weathers, indoors, outdoors, the time, everything just kind of lined up perfectly. Also, we didn't have every sport there, but I started with football, baseball, basketball. I even was the captain of our golf team, okay? So it's something I'm very proud of. It's great that it kind of just shook out that way and it looks awesome on the resume, let me tell you. And people would just walk into any different room, be like, I'm going to be the best here. I'm like, sorry, dude, captain, over here. Sorry, captain, here too. Ah, beat you to it. So that was great, and I missed those days. But yeah, captain of every freaking single team in my school. Number three, I was homeschooled. So yes, I was homeschooled. It's a little joke I do. If you want to get to know me, I do that bit a ton. Someone says, I went to an all-boys school. Oh, no way, me too. I was homeschooled. It's a fun little thing. So yes, I was the captain of every sports team. Was it easy? Of course, man. We'd be playing basketball with people. Sometimes the neighbors would get involved. Admittedly, they were very elderly. So if I was doing some shakes and we go, oh, Mrs. Henderson, I broke your ankles. I actually broke her ankles. It was easy to be the champion. I was even the head of our chess team. I don't even know how to play chess. All right. I just move my pawn, hit the timer and just wait because no one responds. Crown me the so, yeah, homeschool is nice. You're kind of just the king of everything. And it was amazing, dude. It was amazing. And growing up, people would always ask me, what's it like? What's homeschool like? Is it better than public school? I'm like, I, I don't know. I've never experienced the other thing. You know, I was just born. I grew up in this. It was normal for me. So I didn't get it. Like if somebody came to you and said, hey, excuse me, do you like being a human more or an alien? And you'd be like, I, I don't know. I've never been that. I can't say one's better than the other. So I didn't know what to say, but I would just be sitting there on the couch and I'd watch people get on the bus. I'm like, what are they doing? I'm watching Casper the Friendly Ghost while I'm doing my fractions. No problem. Eating a fruit snack. It was just normal to me. I enjoyed it. It was a great time. The one thing people would ask me a lot, friends, family members, they'd harsh on me and they'd go, Tristan, how do you make friends? How do you socialize? How do you get to know people if you're cooped up in your house all day? And I'd be like, you don't. Outside of the occasional neighbor you might meet or someone from church. But even then, dude, you try to make a friend and people didn't understand it. It was way before any 2020 or pandemic. People weren't used to doing school at home. So I'd go over to a friend's house and the kid would be like, hey, mom, this is Tristan. He's homeschooled. And she'd be like, he's what? He's what? And immediately they start like checking my guns, you know, see if I got diseases or raped. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I just do algebra on the couch. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for. It was interesting. Everyone would question me all the time. Why don't you have this? Are you like this? Is this safe? Is this what? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm five. People just didn't get it, dude, because it wasn't their norm. And like I said, I didn't get their side of the fence as well. If I did meet somebody, we got a little close. I'd be like, hey, let's have a sleepover. And he'd be like, I can't. It's Tuesday night. I got school tomorrow. And then I would say, so do I. It's not stopping me. And then I'd go to their mom like, hey, can he be homeschooled? Because this is kind of getting into our sleepover time. And I just didn't understand why it wasn't a simple decision for other people or why they'd want to be an alien when you could be a human. <laughs> but it was great, man. It was all I knew and I did the best I could at the time. I will say that people also used to come at me very harsh after the disease and you have no friends thing. They'd be like, well, you have it so easy, don't you? You got no homework. You don't get up early on the bus. Different classes and schedules and food and different things. Blah, 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 blah. And then I would be like, easy? You think this is easy? Let me ask you something. How would you feel if your school bully followed you home? 
look, we've all got siblings, but you get to leave and take a break. I am trapped here 24-7, 366. I'm never out of a 10-foot radius of these guys. So imagine how I felt when the people that tortured me the most got off the bus with me. It was hard, dude. It wasn't easy. Whoever says that, you're full of baloney. You never dealt with these guys. Siblings are hard. They're not easy. Four boys, dude. Four boys. And we had a lot of time on our hands. Oh, siblings. Siblings, what do you do? They could be the best or the worst. Or in my case, growing up borderline torturous. All right? Now, here's the deal. People, your family, you get on their nerves a lot. Now, imagine... All these personalities, hot, loud, and feisty, and nobody ever got to leave. Boys will be boys, all right? And there wasn't stuff to do. I hear people all the time saying, life was better back when we didn't have video games and those dang phones and technology and TV when we would just think of something to do together. Oh, we thought of stuff to do together. But you know what happens when you give a child the option to come up with something to do on their own because my siblings and i came up with a little game we played growing up and still to this day that we call heads up now the object of the game heads up is twofold one to grab an item and whip it as hard and as violently as you can at the opposing person and to two yell heads up now, the phrase that you shout doesn't mean what you would think it would mean. It's a guise, a cover, a ruse that it smacks them so hard and brings them to tears. And mom and dad come out and say, what happened? They go, I said heads up. I didn't think Tristan was going to get hit by it. I threw it. It was an accident. He didn't duck. That's not on me, mom and dad. So I was brutally destroyed by people. It could be a ball, a toy, a chair. Sometimes they threw each other. You ever be sleeping, you wake up, you open one eye, and you see your brothers holding their arms and legs going, one, two, three. And they throw them, launch me. You're throwing people at me. I had people thrown at me. And all three of them, hands up! You know how hard that is? I'm dying out here! You can't throw a person and act like that was an accident, okay? And especially with the, the intensity that they would whip stuff at me. It's like a, a pitcher in the World Series, like... Oh. And by the way, they were pitchers. They played organized baseball. And they knew how to throw very hard. So it's a game. It's a game we played. It's not a game I've ever enjoyed. Always on the losing end of it. And all things end. Eventually, heads up ends. We stop playing the game, and it's immediately followed by another game that we call oops. Okay? Now, oops, kind of like heads up, oops, does not mean the thing that you think it means. And when you shout out oops to pretend it's an accident, and it's never an accident. One time, I'm sitting on the couch, I see again, corner of my eye, my brother's posted up on the table with a BB gun. He's got the sniper. Laser. What the frick? What's going on here? I look over, he shoots me in the face and still has the guff, the goal, the audacity to say, oops, that I didn't mean it. They would shoot me with a gun and say, I didn't know, heads up. Like, what kind of Marvel superhero am I? <sighs> Dodge that one. Thanks for the heads up, man. No, no, he's got a scope. He's got crosshairs aimed on me and still say, heads up. Oh, jeez, I didn't mean to do that, mom and daddy. It was just, I was shooting at something else. He came into my line of fire, so sorry. 
Baloney. Bunch of baloney, dude. Don't let anyone ever tell you being homeschooled with these people was easier than you doing basic math with people your own age. It was violent, dude. It was just, it was violent. They were my bullies. They would zip tie my hands and arms together and push me down to the hardwood floor and I've got no way to catch myself. They would get these stupid Rubbermaid containers, put them upside down and be like, Tristan, see if you can fit in that. And I'd be like, look, I can do it. And they'd sit on top of it and just let me be there. And I'd be like, I can't breathe. I gotta get out. I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. We're babysitting you today because mom and dad aren't home. I'm like, oh, come on. I can't believe I fell for this again. And I always did. Every time I'm like, Tristan, see if you can fit in this thing. We'll put it over top. You're like, oh, I'm 24 years old. Let me out. <laughs> so it wasn't easy, dude. It was not easy. Beef stews, nut shots, nuggies, and wedgies, okay? I had a life I had a bully and it was difficult, all right? So that was, that's what life was like being homeschooled. So I grew up in a very harsh environment. And by the time it came for me to go to public school for a couple of years in the second grade, I was, I had just about been to war. I experienced things that no kid should ever experience. And when I got to class with kids my own age, dude, I felt like a God because I had been fighting physically and verbally with teenagers. Imagine doing that as a seven or eight year old. People were worried about how I would socialize. I was like, dude, I've been playing with the big dogs. You're still reading Flat Stanley? So it was great and I actually enjoyed it a lot because it was so easy, man. And kids were impressed, man. Because again, you know how hard I was trying as a seven year old to make my teenager classmates laugh when they wanted to do nothing but pound me? I had to develop a galvanized sense of comedy. By the time I got to class with people my own age, they were easy. A little shimmy shake, a knock knock joke, and a funny face. They were dead, dude. I was like, this is stuff I use on my little brother. I've been trying to work with these people. I didn't get how easy people were. So I grew up a lot. And for most of my life, when I went back to homeschool with people that were older than me, and I think I credit my emotional maturity and kind of, I feel like I'm a level above people because I feel like I was always dealing with someone five or six years older. That's why right now, even as a 24 year old, I feel like I can relate to people 30 and up and around there instead of people my own age. I'm like, this is simple. This little thing we're doing, the conversation, I'm like, I got this. This is, this is still mid tier for me. I can, I can perform at the higher level higher grades. <laughs> and I'll never forget when I walked in class for the first time in second grade and I saw just how easy kids were. There was a kid named Josh and Josh looked at the clock and he knew when we would be leaving class because they tell you 355 you leave for the bus and people would gather around him and they say Josh what time are we leaving today and he'd go mm, 355 and sure enough, 3.55 would come and we'd leave, we'd get on the bus and people would lose their minds because at this age, the concept of a daily schedule was lost on us. So I watched people gather around this kid as he stood up on the box feeling like the great almighty powerful wizard and he would shake the magic eight ball. Oh, great and powerful Josh, what time will school end today? Because you just feel like you're trapped there forever and you go, mm. 3.55 and no one understood it was happening every single day and I watched it. I was like, holy crap, he's killing. Nobody got it. He was like, he was the Nostradamus of second grade. It was amazing. So I went in there, I kind of just participated in my own way and people were like, oh my gosh, 
he knows like five different knock knock jokes. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so when I went back to homeschool and people would say, it's so easy. Like, dude, I've already been there. I know for a fact what you're doing is simple. I walked through the hallways like I was the man. If people said, I'm going to get my older brother to come talk to me. Like, dude, I'll talk to him too. I've been dealing with people twice his size. So yeah, I went back to homeschooled after living life in the easy lane. And it was great, dude. I went that for the rest of my years. And I attribute my personality and the good qualities of my person largely to me being homeschooled. Because I'll say this much as well. People used to always come to me, friends, family, other kids' parents, be like, oh my gosh, Tristan, you're so respectful, you're so polite, you do this and that, everything's great about you, he's just the perfect little angel. Now here's the thing, I was not an angel out of the goodness of my own heart, right? Like when you're 15, 16 and that frontal lobe isn't developed all the way, I still have impulsive, reckless thoughts. The only difference is it's not easy to have a teenage rebellion when your parents are your teachers. So I can't go, screw you, mom and dad. I'm going to be my own person. But also, can I get an extension on that algebra because I fell behind a Like, I had no chance, so I never had a teenage rebellion because I there was no wiggle room for me. So by the time I'd hit 18, 20, my frontal lobe's developed and I've been a perfect saint my whole life. I look at the thoughts that I had as a teenager. I'm going to go break these windshields on the cop car. And I go, that's not smart. I know that now, but as a kid, if someone's like, hey, let's go destroy some stuff, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But I couldn't because I had limits, all right? So I wasn't smart, I didn't have the maturity, but I did know my place. I knew where I could play, and it was not on the other side of the law. So that's about everything. That's who I am to a T, Riston. That's my past, and hopefully you guys know me a little bit better because of that. Now, from the past events, let's go to current events. Yesterday, I got into a car accident, all right? And I posted this on my Instagram story and everyone's saying, Tristan, are you okay? Is everything great? You guys are very sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm fine. And I didn't want to say any more because I wanted to talk about it here, tell you about the story, what happened. So basically, we had been cleaning out our garage just full of stuff and junk and spent all morning loading to the vans, vehicles, cars, trucks, you name it, and shuttling them a good 30 minutes away to our shop. So I left and I'm driving down the road and everyone's got to the shop and I kid you not, I am 0.5 minutes away, okay? If you do the math, that's 30 seconds. And I'm driving, and I remember the last thought I had before I get hit was, I'm having a really good day, and immediately I see a truck flying down his driveway. I'm talking 35, 40 miles an hour, and he's zooming. I'm like, holy crap, there's no way he's going to stop on a gravel driveway and skid out into this road. So he's coming lightning fast, and I see it. I'm like, holy crap, dude, you're not going to get me. So I begin to swerve further into the left lane, but he comes out further, further into the road. And I keep trying to go further, but he clips me, T-bones the van, I'm skidding. I feel like I landed up on two wheels, like, holy crap. What just happened, dude? So the car did not eat it, but I did, because I shook up, you know, I ate that thing. Nobody harmed yours, truly feeling great, feeling fine. So I, so I pull over, I'm like, holy crap, did that just happen? You know, like getting in an accident is so surreal. So I'm sitting like, jeez, what the frick? Why, why did that happen? And I pull into this guy's driveway. He walks out and he's like, oh, oh my gosh, I heard a loud noise. I was worried, worried for my friend. I thought it might be him. I was like, no, no. I mean, I heard a loud noise too. And I was also worried it was someone I cared about, <laughs> but it was me. He's like, okay, good. 
Anyways, and he leaves, go back inside, I'm like, thanks, guy. <laughs> so then I look over, and I see the truck that just ripped its entire front end off. And the guy's walking over. And I'm like, hey, sir, are you okay? Is everything all right? Before we exchange any sort of dialogue, I want to make sure everything's okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Everything's okay. Are, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, and as he gets closer, I look him in the eyes and saying, all right, just want to make sure everything's okay. I see he's cross-eyed. I'm like, oh, well, that explains something, I guess. But really, you shouldn't be flooring it in your driveway. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had a 12-foot length of space and said, you know what? I have got to put the pedal to the metal and clear this distance as fast as humanly possible or I'll die. This is what this guy did. Flew out of his driveway and he's like, I, I, I'm sorry, I mean, hey, you, but like the, the, the brakes weren't working. I was trying to hit the brakes, but my seat was too far back. And I'm like, that's something you got to check beforehand. If you're barely touching the bottom of the gas, be like, let's go. But you can't reach or find the brake. You don't floor it. So he's like, sorry, sorry, no, I don't. I didn't mean for it to happen. I'm like, no, don't worry, dude. It's no problem. I also see he's handicapped. And listen, I'll say this as well. No offense to the handicapped people, but most of them are the worst and most reckless drivers I have ever seen. And I get it, right? If you're handicapped, you're like, you know what? I can't walk that fast. I can't move that good. At least I'm going to drive with some thrill. So I see it all the time. They're flying. They're maneuvering around people, causing dangers and accidents. And I can't help but think, is that how you got the sticker? You know? So he comes out. He's like, yeah, no, sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, I got insurance, so everything's okay. You have insurance? I'm like, yeah, no, I got insurance. We're covered. He's like, well, <laughs> well, here's the big kicker. Is that This actually isn't in my truck. You know? I got in an accident about a week ago, and it's actually at the shop, so this is a rental truck. And now that I know this guy's okay, I'm enjoying the humor of the situation, knowing that everything's going to be fine. And I consider myself a really polite and respectful person. Okay, grew up homeschooled, didn't have a teenage rebellion. But as I'm looking in this guy's cross-eyed, I'm trying to, he is telling me that he had just gotten in an accident. He had crashed someone else's car. His car's totaled. It's at the shop. They give him a rental truck. Nice, brand new. And he crashes it in under a week. And I'm looking at him and I'm trying so hard not to laugh in his face, but not because I, I'm trying to like, oh, that sucks, ha ha. It's just like the situation, the circumstance is so hilarious. The fact that you could, if you destroy someone's car, like, sorry, but my bad. Okay. I, I couldn't reach the brake. You know, new car, you know, my heat got up. So <laughs> I was shied so hard. And luckily, you know, the smile came out a little bit, but I was already being friendly, so it didn't look too bad. Not that he probably would have picked up on it anyway because you know <laughs> so the whole time i'm just thinking like dude this is gonna be a great story this is so great that we're all kind of just here you know we're all safe we're all fine and good so the policeman arrives he sees the whole thing he talks to the guy he comes to talk to me he's like you you were in the accident walk with me i'm like okay come over here and he's like okay tell me what happened i was like well the guy tried to pull out of his driveway at Mach 10 <laughs> and he clips my car. I tried to get around him, but you know what? He was just trying to cross the street with cross-eyed, didn't make a good mix. And now here we are just kind of doing our thing. It's like, okay, 
Okay, cool. And then he goes back over. He's trying to talk to the guy. And the guy's being very honest. Like, it was my fault. You know, I didn't mean to ride a truck. He's giving the whole spiel. And the cop's, like, trying not to laugh at him either. But then my dad arrives because it's actually his van <laughs> that I got in an accident with. We're looking over the vehicle. He's like, oh, my gosh. Freaking destroyed the frame. Everything's knocked off. Trying to get trying to get wrong, but he was coming in hot. So we're sitting in the driveway, and the guy that was worried about his friend when I first pulled in comes back out. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, saw the whole thing. Pretty bad. Yeah, no, you can stay here as long as you want. I actually got this printer place. Haven't worked here in about 49 years. And you know when you just, like, in a situation, there's nothing you can really do. We're waiting for the guy to file the police report. We sit here and listen to this guy talk. We have a good 25 minutes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I'm actually from Mississippi originally. I'm looking to get back down there soon. Also, yeah, so printers just, you know, they're not what they used to be. Before all this digital stuff and people became a graphic designer in five minutes, people needed us. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. So I got a whole documentary out of this guy. And normally it'd be like, hey, read the room. We're trying to look at the car. But... We were waiting there for so long. It's like, hey, this is interesting. L tell me more, sir. What's Mississippi like? So we're waiting a good bit. Eventually, the tow trucks get there because they got to take the freaking cars and none of them drive. And I realized something as these guys get out. They have the facial hair that 100% matches someone who tows trucks. Okay, a towman. That's gross. But yeah, so they have goatees. And then I start looking around. The cop has a goatee. The tow truck have goatee. The freaking guy who hit me, he's got a goatee. And then the guy from the printer place, he's got a goatee. Dude, there's five goatees out of the six people involved in the situation. One of them's a woman, so it doesn't even count. And I don't know why. <laughs> there's nothing to say about that little observational fact that I found, except that it was there. And I can't stop thinking... Did they all know each other? Was there like a picnic going on in town? Are they part of some sort of golf team? Like, hey, we're the go tees, you know, got the tees, everything's feeling good. But I don't know. I ponder that often because it's only been 24 hours and I can't help but think, why? No one just picks that facial hairstyle because that's that. I think the goatee looks good. No, there was too many goatees there for it to be a natural occurrence. So anyways... We're waiting. I'm still hearing more stories from Mr. Printer from Mississippi. And the tow trucks are towing. And I look at the freaking side of their truck. Their company name was Hookers. All right. Now, I get it. You got a chain. You got a hook. And you're like, well, we'll be the Hookers. I'm like, ooh, change your name, okay? Because you can't be like, have a 24-hour anytime emergency. Call 1-800-HOOKERS. No! What? That's a terrible name, dude. So I'm sitting there laughing at this, hearing more stories about the printer. The guy's still shouting across the road. He's like, yeah, there's a rental car. I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I know what's an unfortunate circumstance, but sometimes you just got to look around and be like, yeah, it sucks for a lot of people, especially because now I'm starting to feel some back pain and I end up going to the hospital. They just say I pulled a muscle. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. But even in the crappy substances and situations, if you just pay attention, there's a lot of gold there. So I'm really just sitting there laughing and enjoying my time. It's good. It's a good time, man. And I don't know what that guy's going to do because he was like, yeah, I'm about to get another rental car. I was like, hmm, I highly doubt they will let that happen. They don't let that happen, then I'll probably have to get an Uber. And you have to wonder, will the Uber man even let him ride there? He's like, dude, you when you're near... There's accidents about him just standing on the street. I almost saw three different accidents in front of him. For whatever reason, cars just want to butt heads when he's in the vicinity. So, 
yeah, it was a good time, and I'm I'm all safe. So for all the people that were looking forward to hearing the story, uh, that's that. And everything's great. So I'll be looking forward to drive again without being smacked by another vehicle. Hey, all right, guys, I think that's everything for episode 100. I don't have a ton more to talk about. You know, I have things, I have little tidbits, things that may or may not be interesting, but I've been going for so long already. It's kind of an enjoyable episode. I want to leave you on this little taste that here I am. This is me. This is Tristan Sartorius. This podcast is about me, who I am. And now you know, I was homeschooled. I was tortured. I was hit by my siblings and cross-eyed people trying to cross the street. It wasn't easy. It's not always easy being a person. No, just know I'm human, all right? I'm just like everybody else. Just know that amidst all this funny facade and great animated character, things go down. It's not always easy. But if you have a podcast or the right mindset to flip some sort of situation, you too can have yourself a good time. But again, I just want to leave you off with this, that I thank you guys. I love you. I appreciate you. And 100 episodes in, I still haven't learned to accurately close the show. I also just touched the mic, so that's plus one for me. If you're new, that's a little thing I do. If I adjust the mic like so for my own pleasure because I like to fiddle, then I snap it. Ouch, that shouldn't have counted because it was a demonstration. Or if I say the word um, I also have to snap it. Gosh dang it! No more demonstrations. So, yes, I love you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. Dealing with my insanity, you guys are the best, and I love that we can all just have this common ground together, whether that's love of me or love of the silliness. Let's all be silly together. 100 episodes in, this has been Full Circus, and sure, it's full, but there's always tickets for the people who want to get in. I can sneak you in the back. Okay, good seats too. No food or drink though, it's new carpet. But anyways, so grateful, and... Looking forward to episode 101. I should do just a TED talk, a lecture. It's all thematic. I don't know if I can afford any more decorations, though. But anyways, yes, can't close the show. Love you guys. Peace. I gotta see ya. Not the episode 100. 100.